that, you know. So John chapter 16 verse 12. The Bible says this, and this month we have been talking about the Holy Spirit. So we'll call it, and we're preparing for research. Research is going to start when? September is going to start in September, so we're preparing for research gradually, you know. So from this month, we'll talk about the Holy Spirit. Next month, we'll talk about prayer. So John chapter 16 in verse 12, the Bible says this, I have yet many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when the spirit of truth is come, it will guide you into all truth. It's amazing because Jesus Christ says that, hey, there are a lot of things I want to tell you. But the truth is that you don't have the capacity to carry those things I want to tell you. And it says, but when the Holy Spirit comes, it says, he will tell you. Why will he tell you? Two things. Because the Holy Spirit will not only bring you revelation of knowledge, the Holy Spirit is also going to bring you an enabling capacity to understand, absorb, and comprehend the truth of God's word. That's powerful. That's powerful on its own. Now, one of the key things that the Holy Spirit does in our life is this. One of the key things he does in our life is this. He just, he just builds us capacity for us to be able to receive the things of the Spirit. See, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians, it says the things of God are foolishness unto the unlearned. Yes or no? Yeah, it says that. What the Holy Spirit does is that he grants us capacity to be able to understand the things of God. So I'm, I'm going to dwell on that a lot, on what the ministry of the Holy Spirit is, what it's come to do for us. Of course, the Bible speaks of the Holy Spirit as a comforter, a helper. But question is that how does it practically help us on a daily living? Okay, so let, 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 let's backtrack a little. Let's backtrack a little. Let's backtrack a little. What does the Holy Spirit do for us? Number one, the Holy Spirit reveals God and his word to us. That's what the Holy Spirit does for us. The Holy Spirit reveals God and his word to us. Okay. So let me say something to you. Have a look up here. You get born again, you start speaking in tongues. One day you stay by yourself speaking in tongues for one hour. Your brother calls you, your wife calls you and says that, I think you are crazy. What did you pray about? He said, I don't know, I just spoke in tongues for an hour. He said, okay. And the reason why he thinks you are crazy is this. If you want to pray, why do you pray in tongues for one hour? Not knowing what you are saying. It's craziness. It's stupid in the natural mind. But, but listen, to the person that is not is outside, it does not make sense to them. To the one that is inside, it makes a lot of sense. But the question is that, why does it make sense to us and it doesn't make sense to them? The reason is this, we have the Holy Spirit and because we have the Holy Spirit, we operate at another dimension. Glory to God. The best way to explain this is this. Let me ask some questions. Will we be honest today? Will we be honest today? Oh, that, that yes, is even like, you know, challenging. Will we be honest today? Good. First question. First, just one question. How many of you here have taken cocaine or Indian hemp before? Hands up. Come on. I know some of you are still taking it. I mean, we're praying for you, you know, but... I mean, before, before, even if you just, 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 you know, I mean, some girls have done it here. I know, I know, you know, just ends up. My brother in glasses, are you sure that you never did one of those things? The way you look, I could just tell that you may have some erroneous experience, you know. I am looking up and down, it's you I'm talking to, actually. <laughs> so, I, I've never done cocaine in India before. Wave your hands, let me see. Wait, 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 wait. 
great, not great, but okay. You know, I was going to say great, not great, okay. Listen to me. So this is how I want to describe it. Do you know that when you take cooking and Indian hem, do you know a lot of artists that sing do not come out until they've taken Indian hem and cooking? Yes or no? And the reason why is this, because most of them in their natural strength cannot face that huge crowd. They cannot release themselves. So what they do is that they use a chemical substance, maybe cooking or Indian hem, and they use that substance, hoping that substance will help them translate in dimensions. So when they come on stage, you just say, hey, oh, hey, hey, you know, and, you know, and they're very energetic, and, but that's not them. It's, it's, a, it's chemical working on them. You, you know what? And you know the thing? They become so bold. They become so strong. They become so aggressive. But that's not them. When you sit with them, they're not like that. But the reason why they're that way is that they use that chemical to step into another dimension. And in that dimension, they know no fear. In that dimension, they are not conscious of their limitation. That's what happened in that dimension. Oh my God. Listen. The Bible says when the Holy Spirit comes, you know what the Holy Spirit does to us? It takes us from the natural dimension and takes us into the supernatural dimension. That's why when we read the Bible and we believe it, people think we're stupid, but we're not stupid. In our dimension, there are realities that are not obvious to other people. Oh my God. I said, oh my God. Let me ask you a question. Have you seen people before that drunk? And when they're drunk, they'll say things like, Pastor, who is that person playing the keyboard? I'm like, that person, he said, no, 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 no. He's huh? even talking to a girl. Huh? He said, I'm even talking about you, pastor. He's wearing a blue jeans. And literally, we can't see anything. But because he's drunk, he's operating from what? Another dimension. So he's seeing things we cannot see. He's hearing things we cannot hear. He's even interacting with things we cannot interact with. Because he stepped into a dimension. The Bible says when the Holy Spirit comes, the first thing he does is that he pushes you into another dimension. So when you read the Bible, people wonder, when you read the Bible, why do you shout? Hey, it's a, it's a dimensional shift. Hallelujah. There are some things I see. As, as a natural person, when, when, when you read the Bible, you say, what is there? There's nothing, so this is boring. But when I read the Bible, because I read from another dimension, the Bible begins to explode in my heart. Fire begins to be stirred up in my spirit. I see tears coming down my I can't contain myself. And the reason I can't contain myself is this. I'm ready for another dimension. And let me say something to you. Will you receive this? If you've not been drunk before, they can't describe to you what it means to be drunk. That's a good place to clap. If you've not been drunk before, see, can you, all of you that took cocaine and injured him, can you explain to someone that's not taking it what it means to be high? My sister, the way you laughed, eh? Hey, it was obvious that you have been there. <laughs> See, when they want to explain how it's going to be high, they'll say, you know, when you are high, your head will swell up. You see, you know, they will start explaining symptoms because you cannot know except you taste. Is that not true? Yes, Listen to me. When you enter the spiritual dimension through the Holy Spirit, we cannot explain to you what it is like except you enter and taste it yourself. Let me tell you something. You just come to church and wonder what makes people shout when they are preaching. You, you just be like, you'll be like, 
they are extroverts. You feel like they are uncultured people. You feel like they, they, they don't understand things because you don't understand what it means in the service and you're just, you're just hey! You're like, ah, what is A now? But I heard what the pastor said. Which one is hey? What, what is it? What just happened? What just happened now that is hey? These people shout, they're just emotional. You know, because in your mind, you don't understand why they think that way. You think they're emotional. But listen, when you understand that they're drinking, hallelujah, but it's not chemical substance. This is the influence of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is drawing curtains and drawing rivers. Hallelujah. There are rivers of the Spirit that is being stirred. Your response will be different. So, so sometimes, sometimes, when we come to church, I mean, they will tell you, I'm right there. I'm meant to come on the stage because I know it's time. And I know it's time, but I can't come on the stage because as they're singing, although they are singing, I'm caught up in the moment. I'm like, I'm like, Lord Jesus. I'm like, I know I should go up the stage, but oh God, you're doing so much. And, and, and my spirit, ah, my spirit is overwhelmed by the very presence of the Holy Ghost. He says, when the spirit of truth will come, did you notice this? He says, when the spirit of truth will come, it will guide you into all truth. Meaning that outside him, there is no truth. Oh my God. He says, outside him, there is no truth. He says, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. Outside the spirit of truth, there is no truth. What the Holy Ghost does is he, he makes God real to you. He makes the things of the Spirit real to you. That's why the Bible always says that. I pray that God gives you the spirit of wisdom, revelation, that you may know. Not that you cannot read it, but it's another thing to know. What the, what the Holy Spirit does is this. He takes vital spiritual realities of God's word and makes it real to your spirit. And when that thing gets a hold of your spirit, you start burning. You start exploding from the inside because your spirit has laid hold on divine realities. Oh, hallelujah. I said 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 hallelujah. You will take a normal scripture like this. Christ in me is the hope of glory. And tears will start coming down your eyes. People wonder, why are you crying? He said, the word is so rich. The word is so full of life. They, because you look at yourself everything says you will fail you look at yourself everything says you will crumble you look at yourself everything says you will break down but you look at the word and this is not just words this is this is spirit how do i know this is spirit jesus christ said he said the word i <laughs> oh my god jesus christ said the word i speak to you are what talk to me it says, the word I speak to you are... When it says there are spirits and life, what does it mean? It says, when I speak to you, I create living reality. <laughs> it says, when I speak to you, I create what? Living realities. So when he told them that I have a lot of things to say to you, able to bear it. He said, there are realities I want to create, but you don't have the structure and capacity to sustain it. So, I will concede those realities until the Holy Ghost comes and you will be able to have the capacity to contain those structures. Someone say hallelujah. hallelujah. Someone say hallelujah. hallelujah. See, what I'm saying is this, that one of the things the Holy Spirit does is it, it makes the word of God real to you. I, I mean, let me give an example. You come to church and all of you that are faithful titles here, you, you take 10% of your income and give us tithes. Listen, as a normal human being, is that normal? No, let's calm down. Forget that you're born again. As a normal human being, when you're not an idiot, 
they will not ask you, what are you doing? Say, no, no, no. When you give to God, it will bless you more. The guy said, hmm. But mathematics says the law of compounded interest. The more you store and save, the more you have. But God says, there's he that holds on beyond what is weight and it leads to poverty. But there's he that scattereth and increaseth. See, naturally speaking, that doesn't make So, to so that is a an unbeliever, you look like an idiot. I don't blame him. See, I understand where he's coming from, but I do not believe what he's saying. Because I understand him by my natural mind, but my spiritual mind says something else. What does my spiritual mind say? That they see that scatter it, yet it increases. The Bible says, cast your bread on many waters. You will find after many days. That's what the Bible says. And that's why many of you that are online, and you want to argue the Bible online, it's a waste of time. Have you noticed? Talk to me. Uh, what, 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 I'm only telling you that the human mind is smart. But listen, you're going to go way further with the help of the Holy Spirit. That this guy in our church, we, 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 I, I, we hung out yesterday. And when we hung out yesterday, I mean, he, just, he got born again for some time now and we began to talk. And he had a rough life. He's an artist and he began to tell me. I mean, when we sat down, we said, oh, pastor, just to let you know that for about two or three years in my life, I was sleeping with 200 women at least every year. Not, not traumatic, every year, 200 women. So, so, so in three years, 600. He said, it's so bad that I meet someone I slept with and I can't remember I slept with her. Wow. I also felt that way, like, wow. But, but let me tell you something, that's why I love our church. That our church, we don't condemn people, come the way you are. That, that's why I love our church. And let me tell you something about our church. Sometimes you see some girls dressed somehow, some guys dressed somehow. Leave them. Give them some time. The dressing will change. You know why? When the heart gets touched, the dressing will become longer. And some of you, because some of you get disappointed, leave them because if you keep them to change the dressing, they become hypocrites. They change the dressing, but the heart does not change. What we need to do is to change the heart first and the dressing will follow after. And, and just in case you want to hear, there's nothing like church clothes and, and party clothes. All the clothes I wear, I won. What is not good to wear to church is not good for party. My life is one. I don't have this extra life and that extra life. And, and that's what you must grow up to as a Christian. If you can't feel comfortable wearing to church, I mean, some things you can't wear to church, not because it's not, when I say church clothes, I, what I mean is that there's no sinful clothes like that. I mean, I can't wear short to church because of the environment. But it doesn't mean that it's wrong. I really, I can wear it to church. It doesn't mean that it's wrong. So back to the guy's story. So the guy said, oh, 200 girls. And I just love our church that we can be the place where people can come to. People can just find solace. Because at, at this point, church is under attack. We're under attack. People are talking against the church because of some things that are going on. And I understand that. But listen to me. The biggest thing the church can do is to bring authenticity to the table. Listen, we are not perfect people. 
but we, are, we should not also be wallowing in sin. But we should tell people that, hey, we're not perfect, but we're on a journey. Is that not true? And, and when we reach people, because you know what church people do? We keep pointing fingers to the sins we are not committing. And that's, the definition of that is called what? Hypocrisy. So when she gets pregnant, be like, yeah, she got pregnant, she got pregnant. But you are sleeping with somebody, you're using condoms. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Is it not the same scene? One just got stupid and one just, just wise with it. One is just a wise sinner and another one is a stupid sinner. Or, or maybe a wise sinning believer and a stupid wise believer. So we're quick to point out that the one that got pregnant, what about the one that is sleeping but hasn't gotten pregnant? Or what about the one that is sleeping around and is doing an abortion? See, I'm, I'm not saying we should tolerate sin, but we need to be authentic in what we believe. And we must make church a safe place where sinners know that sin is not condoned, but sinners are welcome. That's a good place to clap. That's a good place to clap. That's a good place to clap. And, and you know why I'm saying this to you? You know, because most churches were so critical. Most Christians were so critical. We're always talking against someone. Listen, you say, um, and th that guy is a 419 guy. I know. But when he bought you a Prada shoes for your birthday, you took it. What are you? You're an accomplice. You're an accomplice. Oh, that guy changed the books in the back, he walks. But I, I know what he does. We keep pointing hands. Listen, listen. Instead of pointing hands, can we show love and correct in love? And this is what I want our church to be. A place where people know that I can come and feel at home. That they don't approve of me, but they can hold me until I become stable. Because when I ask you guys here, invite someone to church. You know who you invite to church? I will tell you what, what you invite to church. I know because I talk to all the first-timers sometimes. Some first-timers. They say, oh, no, 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 no. My friend invited me, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a deacon in Redeem. I'm, I'm this in that church. I'm this. Why do you keep inviting Christians? Why not call to evangelize Christians? Who should you invite? That guy that sleeps with everybody in your estate. That's who you should invite. Who should you invite? That guy that smokes anything. That guy that is the government, is the government right hand man to do all sorts of evil. That guy that is in the court, that policeman that takes bribes. That's who you should invite. But you don't invite such people. Because in your mind, you think that they can never change. How dare you give up on someone that God has not given up on? How dare you say someone cannot change and Jesus Christ shed his blood for their behalf and on their behalf. How dare you ever think that? Listen to me. We should be going to the ends of the earth to the people that prostitute, people that put things they can never change and share with them because we believe in the potency of the blood of Jesus Christ that there's no one that that blood cannot change, that there's no one that that blood cannot transform, that there's no one that that blood cannot deliver because there's nothing as precious as the precious blood of Jesus Christ. It's not about pretense, it's about people, men and women that have a genuine encounter with the Holy Spirit that the word of God has taught them. They may not be perfect, but they're on their journey. So this guy told me 200 girls. I know why he was telling me that. Because he got born again this year. And he said, for the past six months, I've been celibate. I thought we were going to clap at that junction. Oh. 
oh, he said he's having a celibate. He said, so to him, it's a big deal. To some of you, it's nothing. To him, it's a big deal. So I asked him, I said, ah, this 200 girls, I was not calculating. They are 365 days in a day. That means that almost one girl per day, like 1.5 girl. So I, I stepped back, I said, ah, bro, just how are you okay? Like, when do you meet them? Because I want to understand, you know, so people can just be talking. When do you meet them? When do you toast them? When do you, ah, he said, Pastor, he said, first of all, meeting them was very easy because an artist. He said, they all want to come. He said, online is a meeting point. He said, even when you come, you, are, you before you, you have to step with them before you even ask for their names. I, I said, wow, okay. I said, but why are you doing this? And this is, I want, this is what I'm going to. This is what I'm going to. He said, the point was that I was not normal. He said, for those years, I was never sober. And because I was never sober, my senses, because I was always high, either high on marijuana or molly or all these miracle pills, he said, I was always high on something. And because I was always high, there was I told, and I said, my God, this makes sense. He was under a certain influence and he saw life from a different perspective. I said, no wonder the Holy Ghost, when the Holy Ghost comes into our life, we come under a certain influence and we don't see life the way it is. We see the way the Holy Spirit wants us to see. Now, take note of this. This might be the most powerful thing you want to do. You want to hear today. This might be the most powerful thing you hear today. One of the most significant ministries of the Holy Spirit is to shape in our perspective and thought pattern. He, he wants to change us by influencing how we think. And when you do not, listen, the measure to which you release yourself to the Holy Spirit is the measure to which the Holy Spirit has a capacity to influence your thought life. My God. Why does the Holy Spirit come? He comes to reveal God to us. That's what he comes to do as a helper. That's what he comes to do as a teacher. He's going after, he's trying to alter our minds. He's trying to alter our thinking. The second thing the Holy Spirit does is this. He comes to guide us. See, see that scripture? The Bible says, it will guide you into all truth. He will what? Guide you into all truth. Look at him. I said, the Holy Spirit has come to guide us. When I travel abroad, I had the opportunity to use, um, because you travel abroad, you don't know the roads, but you get to get a car to drive. So, you know, I get this car to drive, then you, you will now use a GPS with it. You know a GPS, right? Google map, things like that. You know a GPS with it. Next thing. You know, because it's abroad, there are things they say in America that we don't have in Nigeria. So you're using the GPS. GPS says, turn right, turn left. See, the good thing about the GPS is this. No matter where you're going into, once you punch it into the GPS, it will start directing you. The good thing with the Holy Ghost is this. No matter where you're going to, he knows how to lead you there. How does the GPS work? See how the GPS works. So I punch in the GPS. I'm going here. But along the way, the GPS are saying things I don't understand. It's saying like, stop at the intersection. I'm like, what is intersection? And then you don't have intersection. We have T-junction. We have roundabout. We have bus stop. Then you will go again. You will say, slow down at the ramp. Ramp. We have service lane. 
we have bridge. What is ramp? If there's no bridge, then there's flyover. Pedestrian, you know, what is ramp? Then it will confuse me again. He said that, at the fog, keep right. I say fog. The fog I know is in weather. Is that not true? You know, it's at the fog, keep right. So, at the fog, I'm like, at the fog. I'm like, at the fog. So, I'll miss my turning. And let me tell you something. When I miss my turning, I wish this machine says, stupid man. It never says that. Once I miss my turning, because that's my guide, what does it say? It says, recalculating. What does it mean? Meaning that as far as you are following me, you can't be lost. Hallelujah. <laughs> glory to God. I said, glory to God. Why am I telling you this now? He said, so, you guess what? It will recalculate from where you are and take you back there again. I said, that is what a guy does. When you follow the Holy Spirit, you can never be lost in life. When you follow the Holy Spirit, your life cannot end up in confusion. Because there is a guide. Even when you make a mistake, it will say what? Recalculating. That's a good place to clap somebody. That's a good place to clap. That, that's a good place to shout hallelujah. He will say recalculating. That is very powerful. Someone said, hey, I don't know. I think I, I think I missed one opportunity. Recalculating. Someone said, I lost money. Recalculating. Someone said, I think I married the wrong wife. Recalculating. Someone said, I married the wrong husband. Recalculating. That's it. No matter how bad it is, the Holy Spirit can start from there and lead you to destiny. <laughs> Hallelujah. No matter how bad it is, he can start from where you are and lead you to destiny. I know that you know this is the best part. <laughs> Will you receive it? Oh, that's weak. Will you receive it? Yeah. Oh, at the back, I can't hear you. Will you receive it? Yeah. Someone say, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. This is why the Holy Ghost is the, is the best of the best. When you use a GPS system, <laughs> this is why you should never mess with the ministry of the Holy Spirit. This is why you must totally respect, hands down, respect for the ministry of the Holy Spirit. I compare with the GPS system, right? But the GPS system only recalculates when you have made a mistake. So you make a mistake, it will not recalculate and now give you a new timing, which might be delayed for your destination. When it comes to the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is so powerful. Before you even take the wrong turn, a factor in your mistake. He factor, he said, huh, this girl is going to make a mistake here. And because he's going to make a mistake, I will make sure that she goes to harvesters and they will give her direction. So much so that, listen, it's not when you make the mistake, it figures what we do now. No. Before you make the mistake, a factors in the mistake and make sure that despite your mistake, you are able to get to delivery point on time. Nobody's not like the Holy Ghost. And let me tell you something. If you don't understand what that means, ask Joseph. Joseph's mouth was a big mouth. He could not shut up as a child. He spoke too much. His mistake pushed him into slavery. His brother thought that they had finished his destiny. And he didn't realize that what they thought for evil, God turned around for good. Hallelujah. From Potiphar's house, recalculating. Potiphar's wife sent him into jail. Inside jail, recalculating. <laughs> recalculating. Until he entered the palace. Did you notice something? 
the people that thought they destroyed their destiny, when the brothers of Joseph saw Joseph, you know what happened? When Joseph saw his brothers, he looked at them and he recognized them. You know why? They had not changed from where they were coming from. When the brothers of Joseph, ten of them, not one, ten, looked at Joseph, because God had recalculated his dimensions, they could not figure that the person they saw was their brother. Because when God is done with you, your past and your future will not connect. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. If I were you, start taking pictures. Because in the next two years, when you tell people that this was where I was, people will say, oh God, stop lying. They will say, nonsense talk. They will, they will say, forget it. Uh, this is not you. You will, take, you will take pictures in anticipation that, hey, you will turn it around. You will now say, what the enemy turned for, around for evil, God turned around for good. Let me tell you something. Where you stay on, in that one bedroom, go there and take a picture. That, that place where you stand and do like this, to use toilet, take a picture. Because in two years' time, you will tell them, say, this was where I was. I, am I talking to someone here? <laughs> who, 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 who is believing like Joseph here today? He will say, this is where I am. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's what he said. I'm telling you, this is where I am. But see what the Lord has done. See what the Lord has done. You begin to talk Psalm 126. When the Lord turned around the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. That's what the Holy Spirit does in your life. Stand on your feet and let's pray. Go ahead, go ahead and thank him and worship and praise his holy name. asking today is that Lord we want to have a deeper a stronger fellowship of the Holy Spirit Father, we ask you today that you help us trust and depend on the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, our desire is to have a richer and a deeper relationship with you. We don't want to do life alone as a father, as a mother, as a pastor, as an engineer. We want to depend on your ministry. Spirit of God, please, Lord, move and do what you have to do today. We give you praise and glory. Say, Holy Spirit, Help me to be more yielded to you. Help me to know you more. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Can have your seats.